The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what is going on, everybody? How are you doing? We lost somebody. We lost somebody in the in the in the in the little intro there. But uh, my name is Joe Miller, and you are tuned in to the Hump Day Hotline. I didn't even see him bounce out. He was here a second ago. Either. What happened? <laughs> we were just talking. I, I would I'd have, I'd have come on here if you were here, and I'd have been like my big old fat head would have been on the screen all by itself. I'd have been like, what in the world is going on? No, it would have been even funnier if you were gone too, and I was the only one here. <laughs> we can make like, that happen. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, multicast, vidcast. I don't even know what to call it. Network. Uh, and if you are not watching us or listening to us live, you will surely be listening to us. One of the thousands of people listening to us in pod version uh, in the next couple of days. But welcome into the show. It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump, 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 hump day. day, Mike, 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 hump day. So hump that like button, subscribe if you have not yet subscribed. Welcome to all of the regulars that are already in the chat, whether it's Triggered uh, or Triggs, I should say, Chris Jenke, Richard Rush, Robbie's in there, Brian Bowers is in there. Uh, who else? I saw a bunch of other people, but uh, yeah, it's all good to see all of you. And we got some new folks too. Uh, oh, Justin Paradis, welcome to the show. It's good to see you again. But uh, I'm sure we'll be getting Jay Spence back soon enough. But in the meantime, we'll do a little bit of house cleaning, a little bit of uh, stuff that we have to do, which is basically, if you have not yet subscribed to the Buffalo Rumblings multicast networks, particularly YouTube, do me a favor. Jump over to YouTube right now. Subscribe. Click the little bell button so you get notifications when we're live. We are, I'm willing to say, T, and I know you belong to Built in Buffalo. Yes. And I love the built-in Buffalo guys, DM3 yeah. and A-Rich and all those guys. However, I'm partially willing to say that we're pumping out some good, pretty good content here at Buffalo Rumblings. Would you agree with you that? You definitely are. I, I, listen, I follow you guys all the time. You oh, know wow. I'm part of your show, so you know <laughs> I you love you. <laughs> I love you. You know, um, yeah. I definitely am a fan of you and Jay and all the um, content creators over there as well, Bruce. Yep. And um, yep. so... I, I just love great content and you guys have top notch. So, yep. And how can you, how can you argue with that endorsement? So if T is watching us, you should be watching us as well. T Absolutely. do me a favor. And uh, Jay Spence is, are you ready to come back in Jay Spence? He's having so. a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> 
for those of us or for those of them, because Jay Spence and I are very familiar with you, T, tell us who you are, what you do, and where people can find you before we kick the show off. So I am T. Estelle, like you said, Not Your Average Podcast. And it's 716. I've been doing this for um, a long time, but I've been actually in it for maybe a year and a half. Like I've been like really trying to do some content now. Um, but I am, what's up? I am, <laughs> sorry. I am um, on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me all over there. I'm part of the Build in Buffalo um, network. So yeah, I've been doing this. Love it. I'm a Bills fan. I talk Bills all day. Um, def- I'm just, you know, I love the Bills. So, and if you and if you want to catch any of her takes, uh, she's often on the Time to Shine, both last year and yes. this year already. Yeah. And uh, she is awesome. She has great takes. Jay Spence, how you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm here. I was having some technical difficulties, and uh, it's okay. We got you're, it going. You're not only loud and clear, but you are in HD now as well. So that's good. So you am I too loud? Should I turn no, this down? No, no, no. You're perfect. You're just. I'm just saying. Like okay. you're, you're. We can hear you, and you're clear, which is good. Perfect. So, right. and you're, you're you're rocking that Lee Evans jersey, which I love. I can yeah. we can we start the show here? So Jay Spence, for those of you that are not watching live, Jay Spence is wearing the home uh, dark. All, not alternative, but the new Drew, we'll call them the Drew Bledsoe jerseys. He's got the Leah Evans version, which the, the majority of Bill's Mafia apparently hates. Don't even know. I like them. Well, I can't say I like them. I, I like them. And this yeah, is autog- this is a signed game worn jersey. So I, you know, I flex when I put it those, on. You know? Those jerseys, just the, the problem that I had with that jersey was the light blue stitching across the dark mm-hmm. blue. However, that jersey with the red helmet popped for me. I it thought did. it was hot. It did. Okay. I mean, when I'm out in public like this, like you see the, the, the it match and it, it pop. I'm just saying, if you know how to rock it, the problem is not everybody got style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, 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 right. style. Right. So if you ain't got the style, it might be rough for you. You know. Right. right very so good. If you don't have the style, it's gonna be rough. Oh my god. <laughs> so we are we are going to start the show, and we're gonna do the best. And again, you're watching the Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, Multicast Network, and you should like and subscribe, hit the bell so you get notifications. Because as T and I were just talking about Jay Spence while you were kind of kind of getting back in here, we're pumping out some pretty good content here at Buffalo Rumblings right now. We're do we're doing our thing, and it's working out. Now we need the Buffalo Bills to do their thing to make our lives a little bit easier. So the first thing that we're going to do on hump day, like we did all of last year, and what an amazing hump day this is, as it's the first one for the regular season, so we can get back into our format, uh, Jay Spence, which is that we we put the last week's game to bed, and then we preview the next game, which is what you should do on Wednesday. Um, So let me ask this question. Looking back, looking back now, three days removed, how are both of you feeling? We'll start with you, Jay Spence. How are you feeling? To be honest, I feel the same that I felt uh, Sunday after the game. It was like, okay, you know, uh, we 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 kind of got woken up, and uh, you know, I feel like we were feeling ourselves as a fan base, as a team, as a coaching staff. Just in, you know, it's the first time we get the national attention like this. It's the first time people are saying for in forever, oh my God, the Bills might be in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I had Mike Robb on the code of conduct not too long ago, and he's talking about how Josh is the MVP, and now he's on, um, you know, he's on Good Morning Football now, and he same thing, talking about, you know, just how awesome everybody is, and it's like, okay, uh, but that's not where we're at. Mm-hmm. The, not saying that we're not there. We have to get there. It's a whole new season. We can't go and, um, you know, we, we can't live off of what happened last year. We have to actually show up and play each game 
because that's why you play the game. And the Pittsburgh Steelers came out with a fantastic defense, and they showed us that, yeah, even though we have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, there's going to be games where some defenses might be good enough to figure this out. And, hey, our offensive line, that's the only concern really that I have. Um, Deion Dawkins, I love the guy, and I think he's going to be I think he's going to be fine. I tweeted out after the game or actually the next day, like, OK, let's relax. Like, Deion is going to be fine. Thing is, you forget that he had COVID. The conditioning is a big piece of that. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, yeah, you get sick and you're out or whatever, and just a regular common cold is a, it's a big deal. Yeah. This guy had COVID, and he was in the hospital, and not only was he in the hospital, he said in his interview, like, man, there were moments that I didn't think I was going to make it. So now you go from where you feel like um, you're really sick and you don't feel like you're going to make it to now you're on the field with world-class athletes again. And not only just world, I mean, Melvin Ingram is not like a nobody. Like this guy, right. he's not hes not a top five, but he's not he's definitely not a nobody. Right. So, yeah, he's going to look bad at times. The guy I'm worried about is Feliciano. That's who I'm worried about. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight. Uh, yeah, I'm just McDermott, saying. McDermott was asked about that today, and he wasn't overly forthcoming. I don't know if if either of you caught his press conference today. I caught a little asked, bit of it. Yeah, they point, pointedly, I don't remember who asked the question, pointedly asked him, you know, basically what happens a lot of times, Sean, that we've learned is the coaching staff or the training staff decides that a player should be at a certain weight. The player agrees, and then that's a target weight. Is that what happened in this case with Feliciano losing 30 pounds? And McDermott affirmed the concept of the idea as a fo former college football player that he played better at certain weights than he did at others. And it is very practical and pragmatic and makes sense that you want to play at a certain weight. However, he would not say as to whether or not they determined as a group that Feliciano was to lose 30 pounds. Was that kind of, did you hear that? Is that kind of how you heard it? I thought he said, I thought people, well, I don't know, not people so much. I thought it was he lost the weight on his own and he was not told to lose that much weight. Nobody, that was not, that. from what I heard, that was not what was said. That might be okay. what is being what is being reported, but McDermott did not say that. McDermott said he's not going to get into it. Like, I'm not going to get into it. So that might be his way of saying that that's what happened. Right. Um, but, yeah, Feliciano is uh, – yeah, Feliciano was not good when he was heavier. Hot take. Feliciano got cut – gets cut before week eight. Ooh. That's Brian Bowers, by the way, yeah. for everybody listening oh, yeah, on the platform. My, yeah, my bad. Brian Bowers, um, thank, you for being, thank you for being a part of the show. By the way, we are Super Chat Live, everybody. So if you want to get our attention, please uh, feel free to Super Chat. That's uh, – we've seen the Bills do it before. We've seen the Bills – we've seen the yeah. Bills cut – We've seen the Bills cut guys as a surprise outside of the guys we think they should cut, Vlad Dukas and Brian Winters. Quentin Spain. No, what I'm saying, like, that was the surprise. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. We were all floored when Quentin Spain got cut, and then we were pounding the table, why is Vlad Dukas on this football team, and why right. is Brian Winters on this football team yeah. still? Like, what is going right. on right. <laughs> at right. one Bills right. drive? Meanwhile, Quentin Spain gets bounced out the door. Uh, do you, What do you feel about that, Spence? Do you think he gets cut? I don't think he gets cut. I think um, he ends up with the reduced role. I think they they end up really figuring out these rookies or, you know, I, I feel like they're going to end up putting somebody, you know, we always rotate and they, they figure it out and they're going to make it sound like they're trying to, I guess, develop <coughs> these guys, you know, it, with game speed. When in reality, it's, it's just that they're going to be better. Uh, right. And and it's no diss to, to our guy, Mongo. We love him personally. But on the field, what we saw yeah, Sunday yeah. And really, even even the little bit that we got to see in practice and just everything, he hasn't looked like what we were excited about. 
So uh, yeah. to Brian Bauer's point, no, I don't think he's necessarily going to get cut, but I think he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, he's on the roster because he's a good he's good for the locker room. He has the energy that the team needs and that the team loves. They love him as a leader. But as far as him actually uh, finishing the season out with that starting position, I do not see that happening. Daniel Garris says Feliciano was the worst offensive lineman on Sunday, in his opinion. I think that's I don't want to say it's a stretch. I think it's hard to say. I don't think there was outside of Mitch Morse. I'm not sure there was a good offensive lineman on Sunday. Well, wait a minute. Sorry to cut you off there, but not even I, I get that's his opinion. But statistically, he was the worst. He had the worst grade. Did he, he have the worst the wor- grade? I didn't he see it. The, he was, it was like 31.2 mm-hmm. or something like that. The, yeah. For me, for me the, the comment the comment for me it comes from John Fina. And what he said was that it was money. Uh, he said on Monday night on the Off Tackle with John Fina show that both of our tackles, Darrell Williams and Deion Dawkins, who accounted for four holding penalties between them. And I don't know if, I don't know if the, the two of you have ever seen it. Look, he said they looked like Phoebe jogging, Phoebe from Friends. So basically, oh, wow. he, he, he broke that. So it was oh, <laughs> as, wow. they were, as they were kind of backpedaling. And he broke down literally what you're supposed to do as an offensive tackle, which is you keep your hands out. And mm-hmm. you you basically just short pat right and push guys and he said he said in their kick steps before they got to their second kick step their arms were, were so wide the defensive the the defensive end was in their chest he said and at that point you're done yeah. so for me as much as he had the worst grade I don't know that I I don't remember a time maybe you two can remind me when that offensive line an offensive line for the Buffalo Bills played that bad maybe it was 18 Josh Allen's rookie year I think you'd be hard pressed to find across the line where everybody played bad like they played bad on Sunday. That whole line was just bad. But you know, I guess for me, like th- that day, I was just shocked that that offensive line played that bad. Like I, right. I, I, I got it when it came to um, Dawkins because they don't want to say that the COVID, you know, played a toll on his body, which it did. We yeah. can see it, yeah. obviously. Williams, though. Daryl Williams, what what happened? Like what happened? He played so well last year. I, you know, of course, tape. You find tape. You look mm-hmm. at tape. You see what these guys are doing now. Um, but like you said, Feliciano, he had one where he was like he reached for the guy, and the guy just like put his hand down and just ran around, around went around him. Oh. Yep. Yep. T, let's be honest, though. Let's be fair. Um, now, I'm not taking up for Williams and, and beating oh, no. up on Mongo. Right. But the thing is, let's be fair. When you're going against T.J. Watt, it's a little bit different. Oh, no, for than, sure. Uh, you know, the same thing with Melvin Ingram on the other side. Like, you have two. I hesitate to call Ingram a stud, but at the same time, like, <laughs> we've seen what he's done in this league. You have two guys. T.J. Watt, should he's probably the best defensive player in the league if he's mm-hmm. right, right behind Aaron right Donald. now he you know is what right saying? now for sure so it's like so so when you're talking about so I get it like okay it was a bad game for him but he was playing against the best defensive player in the absolutely. League. absolutely you know it's kind of like you know oh he guarded Jordan and Jordan still dropped 50 hey it's Jordan bro you know yeah, but, but, to, but to that point though he handled to that point though Spence he handled him last year Last year, Cam, last, year. last year they were double teaming TJ Watt and Cam Hayward was wreaking havoc on that offensive line in that first half. And then they put Daryl Williams on an island with TJ Watt and double teamed Hayward and Williams handled it. And and that is very true. We do not know what happened like in the game. We don't know last year. I'm mm-hmm. talking about if, if TJ Watt was a hundred. And I'm not saying that that Williams couldn't do it with TJ Watt being a hundred. Last season was last season. Coming Absolutely. into this season. 
I look at TJ Watt as he's going to be the offensive player of the year. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah. he's not, you know, it's going to be it, it, there's a couple guys, but it's TJ Watt this year, man. And and the thing is, yeah, last year we beat them. You know why we beat them last year? It wasn't because we blew them out. The mm. difference between last year's game and this year's game was the fact that the special teams play that went to the team that won was the Steelers this year. Last year, we had a big special team play that mm-hmm. put us in a position to beat them. It was no yeah. different. It's the well, same it was the, it was the game pick, as last it was year. The picks, it was the pick six, but yes, you're, to your point, there was, a, there was a non-offensive touchdown. The offense in the second half of that game last year looked completely different than that whole entire game this year. That offense was mm-hmm. – they, they were on the struggle bus big time. No. Team, team no. about – you don't no, wait think before we you, move on. No, no, I'm not. I'm, moving, I'm not. Moving on. I was going to pull up, pull up a comment. You don't think that, that our offense was on the struggle bus? No, not against the Steelers. When you look at the game last year, no, no, no. This week, this week, this week. I know. I know. What I'm saying is, I don't look at it as a struggle. I look at it as the Steelers are a great defense. You look at the game last year from the team when we had this most dynamic offense that we've had in years, the mm-hmm. best offense since the '90s. Really, in history, it was in the history. best offense the Bills have had in history. Last yep. year against the Steelers, it didn't look like it. So you this think year, that this year, uh, this last weekend, our offense didn't struggle? Is that what you're saying? Or well, I mean, I'm of, of you course you can say that you can say they struggled, but what I'm saying is I don't think I, I don't want to take away the credit from the defense. No, 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 yeah, for sure. Defense is the reason why the score was what it was. It's not because Josh wasn't Josh was making pinpoint accurate throw. He he had some. There were moments where Sterling and I was sitting there looking at each other, like, damn, did you see that? It was one like right in front of us. The angle literally was in front of our seat where he threw the ball on the sideline. And I can't remember who caught it, but it was just like, man, that's. And then the touchdown pass to Gabe. Josh is still Josh. No, for sure. There was there was a throw to Diggs that normally Diggs would have made. But then um, I can't remember now who it was because they have good, good safeties and and cornerbacks. But Mm -hmm. it was a play that Diggs normally makes catches, falls on it, rolls on the ground, goes out of bounds. Dude put his hand out, blocked it. There was another. Oh like, yeah, that was, was yes, defense. that was the last. That was the flea flicker. Yep. It was either, yeah, either yeah, the flea yeah, flicker. Yeah, yeah. And, and also that's, too, you know that. that's Beasley point. too. Beasley was dropping balls when he normally doesn't drop balls. So I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Terry yeah. still dropping passes. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm saying is, there's, there's, there was at least six plays there that I felt like drops. And then aside from the drops, you just look at the defense. They had a pass rush, rushing with four, getting three. to Josh. Three at times. Three. You know what I mean? So, so when that happens, and you can get. You can have the rest of your team back. You got seven or eight guys just in coverage. It's going to be tough. I don't care who yeah. you are. Fina, Fina alerted to that as well, that when you're rushing with three and getting home, rushing with four and getting home, like the reason that we did not see Josh attack the middle of the field and with the intermediate throws like normal is because when you're rushing with three, those linebackers just stand there and they're holding yep. up all the lanes. And there's absolutely no way that Josh can find those spots. Yeah. So. T, I'm about to cover you up. I just got to read this real quick from uh, Peyton, yeah. which I love this. I've seen lines suck before, but that was the suckiest bunch of sucks to ever suck. Man, they <laughs> sucked. <laughs> which is I a Simpson yeah, reference. I love <laughs> so, yeah, oh, I just, love just, it. Just, just had to get that in there because that was uh, tremendous. So to your point, Spence, I agree with you. The, the Steelers played incredible defense, but that defense put the Bills on the struggle bus in the sense that they could not overcome it and they could not adjust to figure out a way to attack them effectively to overcome what they were doing and win the game. Not to mention they were beating themselves. You can't have five or six holding penalties. I think it was six holding penalties in a football game and expect to win. I, I, there was a moment in that game in the second half where I was like, it should be 21 to nothing right now. I talked to Matt Gavenda and Matt was like, I don't remember what drive it was, but there was a drive where we had two or three holding penalties on the drive. 
Like we had gained 150 yards in the drive and we hadn't made it to the 30 yard line yet. Like the, the opposing team's 30 yard line yet. They just shot themselves in the foot a lot. And there was just a lot of not sure it dropped balls. It was just, I, it I was a lot for, for our team. It was a lot to see. Yeah, the they were first, not efficient. Yeah. The details, I talked about it on Monday. It was about details and discipline. There was a huge lack, in my opinion, of details and discipline in that football game. Uh, uh, St Stephon Diggs talked about it in his presser today, and he said that I didn't play good enough. I didn't play well, and I'm upset with myself, and I need to go back in the, he called it the lab, whatever that means, and I need to go back in the lab, and I need I need to be better. I need to play better. I need to motiv my, motivate myself to be better, which almost makes me wonder if they were living in a space of hey you know we, if we show up we're drinking good. the kool-aid right and that and honestly that's where i fit in and i hate to say it because i know some of the guys are probably going to catch it at some point and they'll hear it and they'll be like what was spence really but the thing is it's like no it, really they were when have you ever seen josh run out the tunnel like that right <laughs> ever yeah yeah I mean, Josh came out like it was the Super Bowl, and he came out like fired up, which he I love was, to see the fire. He was yeah. so amped. You could see it yeah. on TV because I wasn't at the stadium, but you could see it on TV. Like I was I was at home, and I said, you know when you are so amped and you have no moisture in your mouth? Oh, yeah. And you're trying to get – that was Josh. Like I was <laughs> like, that dude is – I'm like, look at him. He's so amped. And I get it, the crowd and everything, he's so amped. But I was like – He's too amped. He overthrew um, Sanders. And I was like, oh, that was a touchdown. There was two yeah, passes. That, I was going to make and a I joke. And I did the win, too, the win. Well, it, the win was not a problem in the stadium. Spence was in the stadium, and, and so was I. At the top of the stadium, it was blowing. But down on the field, it was pretty much fine. There were their, their shirts and jerseys and jackets I don't were know. blowing. I disagree with that one. I feel like early in the game, the win wasn't an issue. After, like, mid-second quarter, it was absolutely an issue. Absolutely. That throw was a trajectory issue. Josh. Okay will not throw a rainbow. I don't know why. We've talked about yeah. it for years. For some reason, when he kicks back, and it worked against the Colts. In that Colts game that Spence and I was at in the, in the playoffs, he threw a dart to Diggs and put it right on the money. But when you're throwing a ball 55 yards downfield and you're throwing a dart at somebody, you're basically throwing a football through a, through a, a needle hole, like right, right? Mm -hmm. the, the eye of a needle, versus throwing a rainbow. You toss a rainbow, which is what we saw Derek Carr do on – was it Monday oh, night God. in the football game? You just throw a big <laughs> loopy. J.P. Lossman was the best at throwing rainbows. He would just throw rainbows up there and let the guy, your guy, you're wearing his jersey, Lee Evans would just run under him. Like, oh, there it is. Bang, and he'd catch it. Josh, for some reason, is like, watch me chuck this ball as hard as I can, 60 yards. And it goes on a rope. And you just, it just, it lowers the percentage of that pass. To me, it was about the trajectory. And I don't know why he, nobody's coached him out of that yet. Like, that dude could probably throw Aaron Rodgers. Spence, you love Aaron Rodgers. That mm -hmm. dude can throw the rainbow like nobody. Russell Wilson throws yeah. the rainbow. Oh, yeah. He throws an amazing yeah. rainbow. He does. He does. Yeah. I think what struggle, what I, the next topic or the next point I have is like looming thoughts or concerns. The concern that I have, I sat in the tailgate with you, Spence, the Bills Mafia babes. Kristen was there. Uh, obviously, Anthony was there. Everybody was there. Anthony, Anthony Romeo was there from, from Cover One. But Sterles and I were talking. He was sitting on the tailgate. And, I, and we were just talking about the fact that, like, what we saw in preseason, what we saw in practices was their ability, the, the next step that Josh had taken, which was to hit the screen passes. He was hitting screens in that preseason game against the – he was like, dup, 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 dup. I'm just going to throw it over here. I'm going to throw it over here. Right? And we saw it in the open practices as well. 
in this football game, they didn't. They tried one wide receiver screen because, and you were there, Spence, which they did, I know they couldn't see it on TV. Sphina said they couldn't. Uh, Bees was out there with somebody else. There was one defender on him. Allen recognized it and threw the ball out there as fast as he could and threw it in the dirt. That was the only screen they threw yeah. the whole game. Mm-hmm. The whole effing game. What happened? Well, emotions. Yeah, and and not only I feel like um, the same thing that we're talking about with Josh and the rest of the team kind of drinking the Kool Aid. I think Brian Dayball kind of was feeling himself too. Like, hey man, I uh, look, I should have been a coach last year. You know what I mean? Right. I should have been a head coach, and everybody knows it. And this season, I'm about to flip. He was being cute. You know what I mean? Like he was like, I'm gonna he show y'all really that I'm the, I'm the coolest dude out here. I got everything for y'all, and it just it backfired. It backfired completely. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I agree with you though about your your point about the the, the throw to Sanders. I went, I didn't want to forget what I'm saying. I you would like better, to. You had a better look because you were where you were in the lower bowl. You yeah. could see the line, whereas I was up. And and when so, I tell you, like Joe was absolutely correct. Like there was not there was no arch on that ball at all. It was it literally looked. You know the touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis in, in the third thirty one um, yards. Yep, thirty one mm-hmm. yards. It basically was like a fifty five yard pass like that. Right and. And the thing is, there's two things I want to make about that. First, I just want everybody to uh, to know that I was right. And yes, I'm going to brag about it. Everybody kept thinking that Sanders was not the guy that had burning speed anymore. And he couldn't beat Ooh, people. He beat Sand- that guy. sleeping. He was Sanders is going to do that all season. He was five open by yards. five yards. He yeah. was open by five yards. <laughs> he was wide open. Like, First of all, he, took open. Him, he took him on, on point. Like he juked him on one one move. Yeah. yeah. And so, left so so my concern, we'll go around the horn. My concern is just that uh, unless they figure out a way to hit these screens and begin, and Josh talked about it, I didn't take what the defense give, gave me. Yep. And, 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 and what we love about Josh is that he doesn't take what the defense gives him. We love him because it's like he has all these under routes. It's like, no, no, I'm going to hit that guy over there for 32 yards. That's what we love about Josh, right? But when they're flooding the, the pass, when they're flooding the pass, the passes, you got to take what the defense is giving you. Right. This is that moment where Josh, somebody needs to get a hold of Josh, shake his shoulder pads a little bit and be like, bro, just hit the three yarder. Just And we know, saw it man. last There was times last year they struggled and like it wouldn't open up until they started hitting Beasley underneath mm-hmm. for two or three yards, two, three yards and just start working that underneath pass. Go ahead. I just didn't see a Sunday. I didn't I didn't see the defense given like I really feel like the Steelers defense is legit and I just didn't it see. Um, you know, maybe every once in a while there may have been like a few plays where there was just something that Josh didn't see. But honestly, and I went back to watch it before doing this because I wanted to make sure that, you know, not just the offense, but even the defense. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That, that the offense, they were stifled. Right? So, Spence, defense, let me ask you. So you think they should have ran more? Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> I feel like – go ahead, Joe. No, I was, no, go, no, give it to me. I feel like – um, unless there's an, a slight injury that we don't know about, I feel like Zach Moss should have been active. And I feel like, yes, we should have run the ball. We should have that two-headed mo- – I know Devin in the third – I think it was the third quarter or was it the fourth when he had that, those couple back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Mm-hmm. So it was the fourth quarter. So I, I know that helped his um, his average. It helped, his, it helped yep. everything for him. But that should have been the game plan, especially from early on. If they're rushing four people, they're not blitzing. Yep. They're not doing all these things. Run the damn ball. Yep. And he was ball. getting but he was getting off. Like yeah. again, the first man missed. So he was getting off. Devin was getting his yards. Yeah. They could have so kept we, running the ball until it was gone. Like yep. you couldn't do it anymore. 
you know. Super, super chat coming in from Brian Bowers. Brian, thank you for the super chat. What I saw from Allen and Dable was arrogance. That's actually what Spence was just similar to, or it was very similar to Belichick in the Giants Super Bowl when they kept going empty backfield and couldn't block the Giants front four. I'll Ooh. be honest with you. I was, I agree with that statement. They were going five wide over and over in 11 personnel. Sing, Singletary was on the field and he was going out wide and they didn't throw them throw him the football once. I mean, if you're if I mean, I wouldn't throw it to him either. You drop the ball 14 <laughs> times out of 15. Damn. Like, come on. Really? Maybe I am now hard on him now, but but it's just it's I don't ridiculous. remember seeing I mean, him drop a football. I don't remember seeing him drop the ball. Um, Go back Houston? and watch. Go back. It's in Houston. No, no. Sunday. He dropped the damn ball. Oh, Sunday. did he drop the ball? Oh. Sunday. And real I quick, I would I just want to comment on Chris's comment. Moss was a healthy scratch, not injury related. I understand what the report said. Yeah. What I'm telling you that I'm hearing is that he may not officially have been 100%, but the team didn't disclose that for some reason. And that's what yeah. I'm hearing. I don't know if it's true. That's why I said it that way. Because but Sean said it was more than numbers. Sean said it was numbers, numbers. Say that again, Spence. I missed it. I was reading comments. Oh, from what I, so from what I'm hearing, the reason why Zach was a healthy scratch <laughs> is that he wasn't actually healthy. Um, there's some, I guess, some type of lingering issue. I didn't, again, that's not like I'm not an insider, so I don't have yeah, yeah, like yeah. facts on that, but that's what I'm hearing. That's why I worded it that way. Well, Bauer says he definitely dropped a pass on Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that pass. I remember Beasley dropping a couple. I remember Diggs dropping a couple. I mean, if you're, if, if the re, if we're talking about never throwing Singletary the ball because he dropped a pass, I guess we're not throwing Beasley or Diggs passes either. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, so that's what different. you I mean, that's is that where we're no, at? As a wide re, no, as a wide receiver, um, especially Diggs or or Beasley. Beasley will have what 10 targets, eight targets a game, and he's catching six of them. And then there's times usually more than usually more than six. He's usually more catching more than six. He's better. Okay, than but I mean, yeah. like he's legit. Like, like, so mm -hmm. if if there's a time, like for instance, the one that he dropped Sunday, he should have caught, but it still wasn't like the easiest of it wasn't like it was like on the numbers. He had to reach out for Every once in a while, these guys have moments where they're not superstars. Like sure. it's a moment where it's like, oh crap, I missed that one. Ugh, that happens. For so sure. when, when you're looking at Diggs and he's, you know, he's and Diggs is a guy, he gets 15 targets and 12 receptions. You got him in a PPR league, you're happy just on the receptions alone. Like yeah. so, so Diggs drops drops a pass or two. I'm cool. When you're the RB1 and they trust you in certain situations and you only get four targets out of the backfield, six targets out of the backfield and you're dropping two of them. Yep. Something yep. has to, no, nah, that, that's not cool, man. I would say, I would say this. I think that there was, if you want to talk about arrogance, right? So if you want to talk about bravado, if you want to talk about uh, hubris, which are all fun words for ego, Devin Singletary is not Thurman Thomas running five wide with Thurman Thomas out like, in a, in a spread formation as a wide receiver or running five wide with Marshall Falk in a spread spread formation, running five wide with LT in a, in a, in a wide formation is not the same thing as running five wide with Singletary. There's almost an aspect of like, we're not even going to pay attention to this guy. So you're not really five wide, right? Why didn't they put Kumaro out there? Put Jake out there or anybody else. So why, run, you guys why, a question. why run 11 personnel with Singletary over and over? And yeah. like, literally I was at the point where it was like, Five wide again with Singletary yeah. out wide. Like what what we didn't see a lot of that last year. Maybe they to me it was hubris. Go ahead, T. So let me ask you guys a question. So what point of the game did you know we are in trouble? Or did it you was, was uh, there a moment? Third third quarter, first drive by the Steelers. And I said this on my show on Sunday. 
they were driving the field and I was like, and they're getting ready. I don't think they had kicked the field goal yet, but I was like, if the bills aren't careful, they're going to fool around and lose this football game. That's where I said it. Hmm. See, I said it in is going to sound weird, but Sterling is in the comments and he can back me up. I said it in the second quarter. Yeah, we, we were up 10, nothing at the time or 10, three, whatever the score was, you know, we were up and I was like, they're going to mess around and figure out a way to lose this game because they're just being sloppy. The whole game I thought was sloppy. Mm-hmm. I know everybody, you know, and you know me, I talk about special teams a ton. Right yeah. before the play happened, too, Sterling actually was like, this kicker or this punter makes me nervous. Literally, like right before it happened, he's like, this punter makes me nervous. It gets blocked. The, one of the things that we're going to miss about um, Bajorquez is that his his leg is so strong that in those moments, he was able to, to okay, if they're on the 10-yard line, he could literally stand in the end zone and still get kick, that thing yeah, out the yeah, line. Yeah. So, so it's different. Now with ha- it, you have to, he's like, okay, let me get, a, I got to get this out. It, it's just different. And, and I just kind of figured that the sloppiness that we saw from the offense, the defense, I was actually happy with the defense, but the sloppiness that I saw from the offense and special teams made me feel like, you know, you got to win two of the three phases to win a game. And we were losing, even though we were up on the scoreboard, we were losing two of those phases. Mm-hmm. When we talk about hubris and we talk about ego and we talk about pride and we talk about reading your own press clippings, is the reason that it stung so much for us, Bill's Mafia, and all I consider all three of us fans first, content creators second. So we are not reporters. We are not on the payroll. We are not like doing this because it's our job. We're not missing the fourth quarter because we're typing articles. We are fans first. Is the reason that us and Bill's Mafia are so stung by this loss? Because, T, you were on the Time to Shine show. On Saturday, everybody, yeah. including myself, 31 points, 35 points, 38 points. Nobody said 40, but everybody was expecting points. Is it because yeah. we had in our minds that we were going to just walk into the stadium, probably like the Bills players did, and we're going to roll up 35 points? It's just going to be easy. See, I was scared of, of, of Steelers, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I knew even though they were top five defense, we weren't going to go – they weren't going to – or we weren't going to roll over. You say that, but the Bills played, I think, nine of the top ten defenses last year, and Allen smoked them. I understand that, not but the also – Not the Steelers, though. But he did yeah. in the second half. The second half of that football game, he was on fire. Granted, but also, too, um, the Steelers are a good team. But besides Ben, that defense is good. That defense the is good. defense is ben, great. The, that's a – Bad team to start your season off with. I think I think Spence said it, and if he didn't, he inferred it, and I'm going to say it for him. That's going to be the best defensive line in football this year. In the entire NFL, that defensive line, the Steelers' defensive line, is going to be the best defensive line in football. I, I really think so. I, I do. And um, Freaking, there's teams around the league with, with awesome dudes. It's not the Steelers. They got one dude, Joey Bosa, right? They got one, like, the awesome lines have one dude. Like, but even Diggs in his press conference today was saying, like, he was naming off all the players on their defensive mm-hmm. line. He goes, you know they're so, you know they're good when I know all their names. <laughs> Melvin Ingrams on a one-year deal. Are you kidding me? Why is he not a Buffalo Bill? Because all the Bills fans didn't want him. We don't need him. Remember I want him. Oh, I want him. Bring me a havoc, Reeker. That man went across the field <laughs> on the other side of the field. <laughs> right. Come on. So we need we need we need, we, we need to press into we need to move on into the uh, this week. We need to put this game to bed and finally bury it, throw some dirt on it, and give it a headstone. <laughs> before we do, before Goodbye. we do, right before we do, is there any looming concern that's going to carry over into this week's game for you? T, you can go first. Mm, I 
listen, I just need Josh to come out poised and have rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he needs to get hit first. I don't know. He said he needs to get hit to feel the game. I don't need him to do that. I don't need no um, action (laughs) runs for him. I don't need none of that. Wait, wait, wait. There was a moment in that stupid football game, and it was like the third series. I don't know if Spence, if you caught it, or T, if you you caught it. Obviously, Spence and I were at the game, where Josh Allen pulled up and ran for no reason, and it looked like he was trying to get hit. Yes. Just Mm -hmm. wanted to run in two players. The third series. I was like, what is that guy doing right now? Like, you're just trying to to get hit. Trying to just get hit. Trying to get get hit, guys. I said that to Saros. I was like, I was like, oh, he's trying to get hit so he can get on. I promise you. I was like, he's trying to get on. I promise. He needs to get that out of his system because it's, you, you don't know, need. Well, you know what? what? Sorry to cut you off there, but no, uh, one of the things that, that Mike Robb said on the show when he was on, he was like, look, you know, I was a running quarterback. And he was like, one of the things is, yeah, you, when you're the quarterback, obviously you touch the ball every play. He said, but to feel like you're part of the game. Okay. You feel like you need to run. You feel like you need to like be in it. And he mm. was saying like Josh has a lot of the same qualities that he saw the himself have mm-hmm. when he was younger. And he's like, dude, he's like Josh is just one of those guys that he's not a finesse quarterback. He's not one of those guys that don't like to be touched. He's not going to complain when he gets hit. He's the guy that welcomes the contact. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know as fans and and probably as a coaching staff and as an organization, we're like Josh, as little hits as possible. Don't right. get hit. Absolutely. But Josh is like, I need to wake up. I need to feel like I'm part of this. Give me that adrenaline. But the thing is, against a team like the Steelers, um, nah. <laughs> no, nah. Because they're going to break your back. Before you give your concern, Spence, I love this point from Richard Rush, and I remember it vividly in the game. When we didn't score on the opening drive with the short field, then three and out on the next drive. It was actually three and out on that first drive. Mm-hmm. Was anybody else like, oh, shit. We yeah, three, we went three. We we got the ball on the thirty nine. It was a seventy one yard return. Oh, seventy five yard return. We got wherever wherever it was. They went three and out, and I was like, that was concerning. I was like, right oh, there. Okay. Normally, we're we're there. Right. Coaching concerned me going into this weekend. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Sean McDermott have better management of the field. For instance on fourth and one when Josh wants to go for it, let's go for it on fourth and eight. Uh, oh. How about we kick a field goal because we have Tyler freaking bass that can kick 65 yards. Fourth I'm and just saying. three, fourth and three, the first one, fourth and three, they punt. The next one was fourth and eight and they go. It's like, what is going on? So uh, I'm looking forward to Brian, uh, to Sean McDermott ha- calling the game better. I'm also looking forward to Brian Dayball dialing it back and saying, you know what? Let's just go out there and kick these guys ass. Like, let's just do that. That's what I'm looking forward to. So no concerns from you coming into this next week's game? Lingering no, concerns? I'm, no, no. I, I mean, the offensive line, like I said, is is rough. But at the same time, it was who they were playing against. I don't I don't anticipate every single week um, guys getting beat like that. Dion, right, right, I'm, right. I'm hoping that that is it, – it's a question of conditioning. It's not a question yeah. of um, – mm-hmm. and it's not normal conditioning. It's not like you just work out and get in oh, shape for, for it. sure. So it's it's Dion is a little bit of a concern. Um, I don't know if this is an opportunity for for um, Spencer Brown to get some reps. He's young. He's raw. So he's probably not at the place where the team wants to start him. But I mean, at this point, for both Dion's sake and for the team's sake, I might think about 
maybe um, reducing his role or even saying like, hey, let's just take a couple weeks, man, and, and revisit this. Like we need you. We need you for this Super Bowl run that we're about to be on. So that's the only concern as far as the offensive line. But no, I, I, it's the coaching for me. For sure. Lady, we're going to transition now into this week. So we, we're going to put it to bed. We're not going to go back to the Steelers we're game. No, we're done with it until we see them in the playoffs, which is very much possible with that offensive or that defensive line. We're going to move on to the, to the Miami Dolphins. Before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching and listening to the Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator, you might ask? Well, the Market Dominator is my very good friend, John Spazcheck. John is a real estate broker with Keller Williams Realty, which, by the way, a lot of people don't know this. Keller Williams is the largest real estate company in the world, which, ladies, guys, that was a surprise to me. I thought for sure Hunt like what century 21 i was like wait a minute keller williams largest in the world totally surprised uh but he does a very good job you want to connect with his team if you're looking to buy a home sell a home he or opens doors through exceptional client care and education he not only helps you sell your home for top dollar but he leads you through the entire transition of selling and buying your home as a life transition specialist would and here's the thing. When you're buying a home or selling a home, you want the right team on your side. You want a guy that's going to push. John is that guy. If you're looking to buy a house or sell a house, call John, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. He will answer his phone. You can also reach him via email at youreliteproker at gmail.com. And John is Bill's Mafia. He's got tickets in the Reds. You can find him on Twitter at your elite broker. That's Joe, the spill. Yeah. Okay, we, we put it to bed. Can I ask a question? Sure. Reggie Gilliam. What happened? It was a horrible play call. You heard me talk about it Sunday. You were listening. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know where the miss was. I've heard different speculation. Uh, I almost wish, wish Sterles was in the room because obviously he's gone to the scouting academy. There was a player that went in motion and they didn't follow. It was obvious they were calling back the Drew Bledsoe play. As soon as they did it, I was like, oh, it's the Marshawn Lynch play or the, uh, the right. Willis McGahee play. Like, as soon as they did it, there's but comments out there. There's analysts out there that talk about the fact that, like, a player went in motion and, like, the defense didn't follow, which should have been the clue to Allen that it wasn't going to work. On fourth down, it was the stupidest play ever. When McGahee and Bledsoe did it, it was third down. And the reason that it doesn't make sense is because if that pass is off, if it gets dropped, the running back can fall on it. On fourth mm -hmm. down, you don't do that. Regardless, it happens. And by the time Reggie Gilliam comes out of his stance, and we love Reggie Gilliam on this Absolutely. show. So this is not a Reggie Gilliam, like, I'm not slamming him. No. The dude was gone. So he looked up and he was like, oh, what there's my that? guy tackling, <laughs> tackling Matt Breida. Like, I don't know. How, how did that make you? We were supposed to put this to bed, T. Damn yeah, you. Yeah, but, but even <laughs> with the four and one, why didn't you use your, your fullback to – Pull your your your. Um, Josh Allen is a six foot five mother trucker that weighs three hundred two or two hundred thirty six pounds and is the biggest guy freak athlete on the field besides Greg Greg Rousseau. Why is Josh Allen not pushing that ball forward? What the right. hell is going on in this football okay. game? I'm sorry, we're putting we're putting it to bed. You know what else, no, but you know what else, though? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a perfect situation to have Zach Moss handed like just uh, oh, up the middle because that's the kind of back he is. Oh, he right. That's he the right. kind of back yeah. he is. I, I really don't understand the again, it, and I know what everybody's saying. Like you can't like the Bills aren't supposed to, but they also got fined a couple years ago for not disclosing injuries for certain players as well. So I, I'm not going to put it past them to say that something's not, but it just does not make sense. 
but that we the all RB one and RB two isn't on the field for the first week of the season. But we all hear about it. The worst thing you can do in a fourth and one situation is walk backwards four yards and hand the ball to yeah. a guy starting four yards deep. Just tuck your head, push the Thank pile, you. which Allen can do, or bark. That was the other thing too. Their cadences and Josh Allen's uh, uh, play, not play calls, but his uh, his is uh, what he was calling for the snap, his snap counts. They didn't change anything up, and it got to the point where Ingr- Ingram was on my side of the field, Spence, and there was two or three times I thought he was offsides. He was so cued into Josh Allen's cadence, he was gone before the, the tackle was out of his stance. I was like, that was offsides, yeah. and they weren't throwing it because it wasn't. Like, he was just – but they weren't – they didn't – I'm all worked up now. We're supposed you know to what? Be- I lied. I lied, though. I do have a concern going into this week. See? Levi Wallace – I have a concern about Levi Wallace. Going, uh, there were multiple plays that he was just cooked. Get us there. He was absolutely cooked. He tripped on one. He slid on one. They yeah. didn't throw him the ball. He actually they, tried. Right. To, he he even, tried to attack the ball and slipped. That's yeah. right. He got. He's he's got cooked multiple times Sunday. I, I need him to. I need him. And to that's my guy too. That's my guy. All Sorry, right. Too. So so looking ahead. So we are Sorry. going to official. Don't you bring me back. T, I'm if you sorry. bring me back to that Steelers to... game, you're you're uninvited. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I love you with all my heart. You I know, know, I know, I know. Uh, what are the matchups we're looking for? So, I would say that first off the top, you're looking at who Levi who Levi Wallace is going to be matched up against. So clearly, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, one of those guys is going to get Trey or Fuller. Do they just stick Trey on a side? Is he going to follow a guy, or is he gonna, is, is he going to just stick to a side in this football game? I feel like Trey typically sticks to sides. He doesn't follow guys. It depends. It depends on the guy. It's was it's few and far between. He doesn't right. do it often. The guy has so to be super like elite. If the guy's super elite, Trey follows him. If not, and then the, he sticks to a side. Well, the thing is with Miami, um, who did have, he follow last year? A few really good guys. Yeah, they do. Fuller's yeah. back this year, this this week, right? I think yes. The, oh, what, thanks. So yeah, Jalen Waddle. Devontae Parker mm-hmm. and Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. And not even Fuller didn't practice. Uh, I guess he's away from the facility, but even if you put him in there, sprinkling him for a little bit of plays, he's still a threat. So you got three guys. This is going to be an interesting, interesting football game. I know that we're on the matchups we're going to be looking for, but before we get there, I just want to talk about uh, the stats from last week. Because they're important. Because the the Patriots aren't exactly world beaters, right? Two or through for 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception. They said that he looked good. However, I heard a guy on the radio today talk about Tua being Russell Wilson with 40% less velocity. Joe, I'm about to leave. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, listen to what I said. Russell Wilson with 40% less velocity, which makes a huge difference. Gaskin was nine of nine yard nine carries for 49 yards. Malcolm Brown, I don't know who that guy is. Five for 16. It doesn't matter. Salvan Ahmed, none of those guys matter. Devontae Parker, four for 81. Jalen Waddle, four for 61. Miles Gaskin, five for 27. So they, they obviously threw the screen a lot with a short arm quarterback that doesn't have a lot of velocity. That's going to happen. This Ahmed kid, two for 24. Mike Gasicki, zero for zero, which is unbelievable to me. All that to say this. I'm not overly scared because of their, I don't want to say reluctance, inability. I don't know what the word is, apprehension. That's not the right word either. 
an effectiveness in the passing game. However, when I look at the paper, right, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, I'm like, my butthole's puckered. Like, you can't get a grease BB for my butthole right now. It's like, what is going on? Jeez. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, man. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute man <laughs> yeah i gotta give me a moment i'm sorry joe joe tripping today <laughs> i'm just bringing it as you would say both of you okay. say i'm just i'm just being real okay we gotta pause for a minute yeah, when, you, when you josh allen with those three wide receivers is freaking oh deadly oh my god mm-hmm. Right, Josh Allen with those three wide receivers is deadly. And Mike Gesicki, you give me, you give Josh Allen those three wide receivers and Mike Gesicki, they're scoring fifty points on everybody. Yeah, I take I take the Bills receivers over Miami's receivers. I, I, I'm not saying the Bills receivers are bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying but no. I'm saying they're not. I, I mean, you give Josh those receivers. I don't think he does as well as he does with our guys now. That You're tight right. end is better. That tight end is the, better. The tight end, the tight end, yeah. but the receiver. I'll take the tight end for sure. That tight end, I won't take huge, that. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and at this point in time, I'm taking. I'll take the white. I'll take the uh, running back too. I ain't going. I'm taking Gillis. Not Gillisley. I'm taking uh, Gaskin, Gaskin over Singletary and Moss right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying. So I, this isn't about that. That's not what this conversation is about. I'm just saying, like when I look at it on paper, that wide receiver score, wide receiver core scares me a little bit. However, with the tight end, however, that. Tua wasn't exactly magical. But also said also too, they said if you get Tua off his first read, he doesn't know what to do. Right. Well, he's young still. He's yeah, he's clear. So. Have you ever been in a I don't want to say a nervous situation? Have you have you ever been on stage? I don't know if I know that I don't know what sports you guys have played, but there's a there's a feeling that I always call tunnel vision. And it actually it happens with if you're on a stage, it happens if mm-hmm. you're playing sports. Like everything gets really honed in like this. Yep. And it takes some comfortability for things to kind of open up. They call it slowing down, but it's more about just being comfortable and seeing the field. Two mm-hmm. is clearly, at least in this football game, still very kind of like like right, like, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, having a hard time. Yeah. It's like free throws, shooting free throws for me. Yes, same thing. Yeah, if you're sitting in front of 16,000 people, right, and you're shooting free throws, it's a whole lot different than if you're in the backyard at dad's house, like chucking chucking it at the net. Totally different. Absolutely, for sure. Let me ask you this. Uh, Sterling just threw something in the comments. Um, He says, uh, get John Brown back. Oh, that's. No, that's not. I'm sorry. I, I thought that was Charles because his uh on Twitter mm-hmm. now his name is something like that. So I apologize. Yes, it is. Jeffrey, it is. Jeffrey Gaines yeah. is his name right now. So honestly, God, I thought that you were Sterling from Cover One because Until that's his Twitter name. <laughs> You've seen his uh, face. <laughs> but Jeffrey says, get John Brown back here. Now, during the offseason, um, it's like, you know, obviously Kumaro, we're excited about him. We're excited about Gabriel Davis. We're excited about a lot of our guys. From what we saw Sunday, they're they're fully committed to like really just being five out, like five guys out there. What what would you think about a, a reunion of the at that point and really have five guys like that? T. No. <laughs> Why think, no? Um, be, because I think we're. I don't want to overreact, Joe. Easy, <laughs> easy. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to over. I think we're. I think we're good, though. I think we're good, Spence. You know what I mean? And I get I like, I get maybe changing it up, but in, until something, till we lose maybe this game, and because we have Washington after this game, then yeah. But right now, I don't think we need to change anything up. 
That's just well, me. I don't. I don't. I, to your, I don't want to say that we're over yet because I'm not. I'm not asking. Oh, I know you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. I'm asking the question because to Joe's point, even when it was Singletary, they were committed <clears throat> to having five guys out wide. Yeah. Instead of it being, you know, put Singletary in the backfield and have, you know, but instead of that, they were committed to that. So, so they take him out and put Kumaro in. But now, okay, take him out, put Kumaro in. Is Kumaro John Brown? If you have the ability to have John no. Brown. No. Right. right. So I'm saying, like, <laughs> you want you want to have as many guys on your offense. Yes. Guys John Brown is available. He's available. So what I'm saying is, if the team is committed the way they looked Sunday, even when they were getting beat, like, okay, we're still going to do this. So do we know if Why John not? Brown is healthy? Because if it, if we're going to get an unhealthy John Brown, then I'm good with Kumaro. He's, he's not coming. They've got four million dollars under the. Case. No, I know. I'm just saying it's, we're just hypothetical right now. Not yeah. to mention, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. who goes at that point in time. Like they're stacked at wide receiver now, but yeah, that's yeah. It was just a question. I saw it in yeah. the comments. Just wanted to kind of get your your feedback on it. Gotcha. For me, there's for me there's an aspect of and you know I'm not an offensive genius. I'm not Brian Dable. I don't work in the NFL. I'm not an offensive coordinator. I played football in high school. I wasn't good. I was I was five foot ten and skinny, like right. So, what they need to do is figure out a way to do what the the Patriots were doing with Cordero, Cordero Patterson, which is that they would line him up as a running back, right? And I think there's other teams that was a David Montgomery. Not David, who's the the Packer guy that they would line up as a running back, and then they would split him out wide. That throws the defense. That puts the defense in a situation of like, wait, wait, wait. What's going? Why is that guy playing running back? And then he runs out wide, and the defense is like, "Uh, no, we got a problem." Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like, sing, I don't know that Singletary scares anybody if he's lined up outside. I, I don't know. I just don't. Know I think they re- I, they definitely can read it because Singletary is not going to do too much of anything. So they know it's only. It was David Montgomery, right, with the Packers. He was wearing 84 or something like that. He was running. He was running the ball when they had no white, no running backs. Ty, it wasn't David. I think it was Ty. Because he ended up going to the Jets too, right? Is that where it went? Gotcha. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, put like if you're committed to going five wide, and I love the spread. The Buffalo Bills are a spread offense. Throw the freaking football. We know that Josh Allen can do it if he can be protected. If that offensive line can come to play, which they clearly did not on Sunday. However, I just don't know that Devin Singletary is the guy you want out wide. Yeah, I don't However, know. Zach, I don't know. Zach Moss Singletary's... is not that guy. Moss isn't that guy either. By the way. <laughs> No, put 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 Breida outside, but or put Antonio Williams outside. But I tell you what, I don't think Singletary's a guy I want in the backfield. If this line is the offensive line that we have, I don't want Singletary in the backfield. It, it's just not the line t- that that plays to his strengths. He could go, and and I'm not now. This is me actually really giving him all the compliments in the world. He mm-hmm. could go to probably half the teams in the league and be a beast. Hell you yeah, see Devin Singletary down there and, and put him on Kansas Dallas. City. No, put I don't know about Dallas. Dallas. No, put him on Dallas. He's better than Ezekiel Elliott. Seriously, Ezekiel really? Elliott's done. He's Ezekiel Elliott's wow. done. Devin Singletary is talented. There's a hot he's, take I've ever heard. That's I'm it. about to it's say. Not a, it's not a hot take. It's not a hot take. This is the wow. thing. A lot of people we're in love with names. We're loyal to names and we're loyal oh, wow. to the path. So Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, it's Zeke. He gonna eat. He's not Zeke. He's not that dude no more. He's he's. So what I'm telling you is Singletary, we saw what he's like when he has the right type of running scheme mm-hmm. in front of the uh, blocking scheme in front of him. You put him down there in, in freaking Dallas or like you said, put him in Kansas City. You put him somewhere where they actually have a line to block for that kid. I promise you Singletary is going to be one of the top backs in the league. But that's just not the offense Buffalo has. You right. need somebody that can beat that can win their matchups, even when the offensive line 
isn't actually able to block for him. That we need Shady from five years ago back on his team. So the, qu- the question is, and I've got this in the notes. Looking ahead, are we concerned about the offensive line in this football game? Are they, or are they going to bring it, put it together? Oh my God, I got concerned because of. I, I think Feliciano lost too much weight for me. That's my only concern. I don't think. Yeah. For me. I don't think he's the same guy that he was last year, of course, but did he but lose the, too much weight? The problem that, is, is as much as to Spence's point that Feliciano PFF grades who, whatever, they also graded Trey white as the worst graded cornerback in the NFL last week. So PFF grades aside, <laughs> Feliciano graded out the worst, whatever Feliciano wasn't blocking TJ Watt and Melvin Ingram who were destroying Josh Allen in that football game. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's it's the it's it's the offensive line as a cohesive unit. I mean, Cam ain't no slug either. I'm just right. saying, like right. And Cam Hayward is a machine. So are we concerned about that offensive line, or is it like no, no, no? That that defensive line that we faced last week is an outlier. It's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. The thing for me is. Um, I'm hoping that it's an outlier. Like, I'm hoping last week was, you know, again, I'm hoping it was the jitters. I'm hoping it was us starting off and, like, filling ourselves. And, like, I'm hoping it was all of that. But I'm with T on this. Like, you can't – Feliciano looked – he just doesn't look like the same player. So, overall, I think we're fine. I think, again, uh, to Joe's show, we overreact a little bit where we're saying, like, hey, you know, we're this. We're not that. Oh, my God, we suck again. (laughs) You know, like, okay, relax. But Feliciano does, he does concern. He just doesn't look like he has the same ability to block guys the way he used to. He doesn't have the same ability to just throw guys around. So I don't know. That's How do you guys feel clear. about the rotation, though? Uh, I asked Fina about it. He didn't care too much. Like he was, he didn't think it was a big deal. Okay. So I don't know. I, I can't speak from, I mean, I don't, I don't know. For me, there's a great deal of like these five guys are our best guys. They've never played together before and they looked like they'd never played together before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That was bad. That's uh, bad. And, and if you listen, if you have not everybody that can hear my voice, if you have not caught the, the, the McDermott press conference after that football game, go watch it. Yeah, that was, was the most kinda... dejected I've ever seen him yeah. ever in a press conference. Him and Josh, though. Yeah. Well, well, Allen has looked like his dog got beat up before, yeah, got kicked before, but but McDermott was not happy. Go ahead, Spence, read that. Renaissance man says he saw a video today of Quentin Spain straight mauling guys for the Bengals. Still heats or still gets me heated that he's not a Bill. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. And and obviously we don't know the whole. We don't we don't know what happened. Yeah, because that was a rebut, um erupt that they were like, "You're gone," and I was like, "You just gave this guy's month this gave this guy money, and now he's gone." It's like. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Japanese people are all of a sudden finding our comments section on YouTube. This has never happened before, or Chinese made people. It. But, but yeah, this is freaking <laughs> you annoying. You made it. This you made it, Joe. <laughs> it's not me. It's us. The only the only new thing here is T. So T, I'm blaming this on you. So. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, Sorry. Going into the Dolphins game because we're getting we're, we're we're pretty much bumping up on time right now, and this has been a fun conversation, even with 
talking about it's it's weird for me because I talked about the game on Sunday. I talked about the game on Monday. And coming in tonight, I was like, man, I, I don't know what I have left to say about this game, the Steelers game on Wednesday. But we've talked about it a lot, which and it's been fun, vigorating conversation. Yes. Defensive line expectations for the Bills going into the Dolphins game. Go ahead, see. I'll let you go with that first. I love you, Spence. Um <laughs> 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 block you know better what? than Monco. <laughs> what happened? I blocked the, the the whoever that was making those weird comments. I blocked them and I put in this oh. comments block better than Mongo. So just, <laughs> oh, okay. So the defense, although our defense did play play well, I mean, I was expecting a little bit more. Like I wanted a little bit more sacks. Like I get um Poyer had a sack, right? Wasn't it Poyer? I don't remember. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. But I'm ex- I'm ex- um I'm expecting them to do a little bit better. Like I'm expecting them to pressure um Tua. So I just need I want my guys to just to do their job. Like they they went out and got two de- defensive ends, and I just want um them to do to show up. That's it. You know, that's it. What about you, Spence? With the defensive line, I'm actually or the defense in general, I, I'm not down at all. I don't have any like I, I I'm so excited about what I saw that I feel like now we're going against a guy in his second year who still hasn't taken much of a jump that makes us feel like he's going to be too much of a threat in the division. I think this defense is going to confuse the heck out of him. I think we're going to beat him up. Even if we don't sack him, I think we're going to beat him up. We had actual quarterback pressures Sunday. Yes. Like we had actual pressures that actually stopped drives or actually made incompletions happen and tip passes. Um, the, the length of, of the line is amazing. I, I want F.A. Obata to get a few more snaps in that rotation. I think yes. him and, and F.A. I mean, him and uh, group together are amazing. I love the length. So, no, I'm, I'm very – I'm super excited about this defense. How about yeah. your boy Edmonds? Me, me too. Oh my gosh, yeah, Edmonds! Yeah, yeah, I talked about. You've heard me talk about it a lot. So, Spence, go ahead and talk Get out about of here. it. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. You'll make me blush and stuff. You gonna make me? Bu- Did you Yo. see my dude Tremaine? Did Yo. y'all see my guy? Wait a minute, because y'all woke me up now. I was tired. Did you see my man Tremaine? The big Let thing for the big the big thing for me, and I said this post game to you, Spence specifically, <laughs> is he was not going east and west. He was going north and south. He was attacking the play, yes. which is we've seen him chase the play. He's very good at chasing the play. We began he to see him attacking the play. East mode is what he. Was Did you going. see the video? Wait, wait, wait! He wasn't going east and west <laughs> and north and south, Joe. He right. was going beast mode is what for he sure. was going. Yeah. For sure. My man Tremaine. Matter of fact, my man Tremaine, he he caught a body Sunday. Did y'all see that? You see? Did y'all see, <laughs> yes. did y'all see yes. my man Tremaine catch a body? Yeah. I had to call the police on my man. And I didn't. He my, I love him. I, but I had to him turn up. him in. I had to turn him in. Did you see me turn him in? My man <laughs> caught a body, Joe. He caught a body. I'm moving the mic so I'm not screaming. He caught a body. He t- yeah. caught the body That's and the turned the body around. I, lit- I literally just tweeted. Somebody tweeted at me about Edmonds, and I, I, I what, did I, what the hell did I say? I said something about. Uh, I think Did we're going to see the evolution. Where's it at? Uh, he somebody tweeted me. He said, uh, "I guess I've been waiting since he was drafted to feel like oh. this." Edmonds is one of the biggest players in the field and tackles. He said tackles like a cornerback. I think that's a good thing. And I said, "We are about to see the evolution of Edmonds." Yes, that's no, what man. I said on Twitter. First of all, first of all, first of all, whoever typed you, whoever said that to you, tell them to tag me because I'm about to get them. He's been doing this for years. Yeah. The problem well, is, but, but yes, no, but he's been going east no. and west and chasing the play. 
No, he's been catching bodies for years, Joe. Y'all going to put respect on my dude's name. The difference is now he's a little bit smarter. The difference is now he and healthier the game a little bit more. But sure. he's been doing this, man. And I'm telling yeah. y'all, he going to make I, that was my that was my first that was my first bullet point Monday morning. Look, he going to make a lot of y'all eat your words. And I can't wait. I can't wait to be the first one on the Tremaine campaign out here screaming that this dude is about to blow it up. I hope he so. A damn body. He caught him a damn body. And Oliver, I want I both of them. I hope all the listeners are in for the long haul because long haul because we could be here all night long. Like this conversation <laughs> is just flowing and going great. All right. By the way, j- just for those that aren't aware, I made a couple new moderators in the chat section. So if any of that crazy Korean, Chinese, Japanese, whatever Asian language comes up, and they yeah, wow. just just block them so that Spencer and I don't have to. But uh, let's do this. Let's start rounding out the end of this show, and let's start with the start the ending with a shine candidate. Who, in your opinion, is going to shine this weekend? For me, I've got Stefan Diggs. Stephon Diggs, to me, is going to have a bounce-back game. And I say bounce-back because he didn't really have a bad game, but I don't think he played to the Stephon Diggs level that Stephon wanted to play, which was that whole scene that we saw where he was off to the side by himself, right, uh, kind of psyching himself up, getting his head right, and then he jumped over and started, like, cheering on the rest of his team and getting them hyped up. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a bounce-back. To me, the shine guy in this football game is Stephon Diggs. Now, there's an easy pick, the cherry pick, the daddy, if you will, of the Dolphins, mm-hmm. but we'll see if either of you pick that guy. I I got White. Trey White? Yeah. I got White because I think White was pissed off that they called that um, pass interference on him. Uh, Uh, It was defensive holding. Defensive defensive holding. And it wasn't. So I got White. White plays well. White plays well, though, against Pittsburgh. So, and I I think he's going to come in and, and, and be pissed off at the fact that, you know, they played. They didn't play well. The defense played yeah. well. Don't get me wrong. The defense played well, but I think White, White is ready. So I got White. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. But um, I'm so I think the whole team is gonna come out pissed off. I think I think Sunday was embarrassing for them. So mm-hmm. I think the whole team is gonna pe- be pissed off. But um, where I'm going is I think I think my man Tremaine is about to turn into a serial killer because he gonna catch another body this week. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. He gonna catch another damn body. That's who I'm going with. Okay. He about to turn it, and then week three is going to be another one. Every single week, player of the week is Tremaine Edmonds. We catching oh bodies out God. in these streets. We going to catch one in Miami, I'm telling you. It's happening. Catching yeah. bodies. So there's going to be some content creators on Twitter that are going to be really upset about the fact that Tremaine Edmonds is going to get himself a second contract with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah, because he's catching bodies. Well, well, tell tell those those content creators that they need to start covering the Sabres because clearly they don't know football. Okay, you tell them I said it. Or Miami. Yeah, go go with Marcel down in Miami since y'all don't want to cover the Bills properly. Oh Jay Spence God. with the tombstone Bodies. reference. Jay Spence with the tombstone reference. You tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. So yeah, for sure. Oh wow. So let's uh let's do game predictions and everybody in the comments section right now, no matter where you're at, give me a game prediction. Uh Bills and Miami score. So what uh, what do you have uh, there, Jay Spence, for a Bills versus Miami score? Uh Bills Miami. I'm gonna go Bills twenty eight, Miami seventeen. Ooh. Not bad, not bad. What about you, T? Dude, you just stole my... I had 27-17. 27-17. All of the experts picked the Bills to be in that sub-30 range, and I have a feeling it's going to be about that, too. I'm probably going to say 24. 
Is it possible? I'm probably gonna say 2417. I don't want to get like mathed up. I don't want to be like in the math situation. So it's probably 2417, which is gonna be a close football game, one possession football game. What about a Josh Allen stat line T? Oh my gosh. Um, I know he's not gonna throw for 50, uh, 50 51. Um I think he he got 270 last last week, right? So I'll give him like I'll give him 320. Um 320. Yeah, 320. I uh, that, 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 I don't know the size. I don't know. I'm giving him 320. <laughs> That's it. I don't know, like 21, 4, whatever. He got 320. How many touchdowns? <clears throat> so I said 27. I'm gonna give him three touchdowns. What's funny before before you go, Spence? I was watching uh, Mar- uh, Marcel Louis Jacques on the New York Up with Perino and Talbot. One running, to- sorry. No worries today, and he was talking about Allen and just the fact that like Allen is Superman. Like he he almost can't be stopped. He doesn't have a weakness. Obviously, the right. Steelers. You say that, and every quarterback does have a weakness. If his offensive line can't block for him, he can't do anything, which is what we saw. So it'll be interesting to see how this game, because the, the the Dolphins' defensive front seven defensive line is not as good as the Steelers. But what do you, what's your uh, stat line prediction for Allen this week? I'm going to go 320 for Josh, two touchdowns and one interception. And I'm going to say that he's going to give us about 55 yards on the ground, no touchdowns. I'm expecting him to come out lit. So, you know, I've got him probably in the high threes, 380, 390, somewhere around there. And I think I had him at three. I think what did I, I predicted Singletary to have our first touchdown in the last game? That did not happen. So I don't I don't know who's going to get the first touchdown, but it it will be interesting for me to see. Final thoughts, closing thoughts, Jay Spence, on before we put this thing to bed tonight. Closing thoughts. Make sure, make sure if you see something, say something. So when Tremaine <laughs> catch these bodies down in Miami, y'all need to make sure y'all say something. Okay, when you see something, say something. He out here murdering oh people. Okay, God. he out here killing people. If you see something, down. say something. I don't think that was <laughs> what the motto of it was. But if you see I'm something, say something. Hashtag <laughs> see something, say something. Well, well you, Joe got the what is it, Joe? And your wildest dreams, wildest wild dreams, dream, land. wildest dreams land. And then you guys, see if you see something, say something. Okay. Hey, you right. see something, say something. T, what we about you? Bodies. T, what about you? Final thoughts. I, I, I can't. I can't back that. Like, what am I supposed to say? Um. I don't even know, Joe. Uh, be somebody's friend today? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess if you see something, say something too. And in, in everybody's wildest dream, Lance. I don't know. For me, you know, there's an aspect of like I believe that game one was an outlier. People ask me all week long, has my season prediction changed? No, I've still got the Bills winning 13 games. It's still 13 and four. Yep. I had some surprise losses in there. This is one of them. Uh, if the wheels come off, and I would say this, the wheels didn't come off against the Steelers. <clears throat> Excuse me. They just, I don't know if the wheels were ever put on. You know, there, there was something to put in the chat earlier just about trying to show off. And, you know, I liken it to, you know, if you can't tie your shoes, your shoelaces, then you absolutely should not be trying to run a marathon. And that's what it seemed like the Bills were doing in that Steelers game. We can't run a basic run player or throw a decent pass. So what we're going to do is we're going to, like, try to do backwards passes and all kinds of weird stuff grind it out find find that base hopefully they're working on that stuff for me just my final thought is you know there's a lot of season left 16 games and we got a lot of football to watch as richard rush just said wildest dreams land is still alive this is going to be a fantastic year and we should all be really really excited about it but ladies and gentlemen you have been tuned into the 
Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings <coughs> Multicast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator, who you should call if you're looking to buy or sell a home. 716-570-3298. Go ahead, Spence. Nothing. I was just laughing because I could I could tell like you weren't ready for that energy from Tremaine. Like I, I could tell <laughs> that caught you off guard. So I, I'm just laughing at you. Apparently, here for. Listen, I, apparently we should call him Train. Apparently the nickname is Train. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm on my Tremaine campaign this year, so we could throw a train in there somewhere. I figured out. I'm hashtagging everything. I'm catching here for it. bodies. I'm oh absolutely here for it. But, uh, catching bodies this year. It's this going was down. freaking fun. I love wanna, this. Want to thank everybody who has joined us for the live show. Want to thank everybody who has tuned in and listening post live show. And want to thank T, the lovely T. Thank Estelle. you guys. Thank One you. One more for- time, T. Estelle. Where can everybody find you? You can find me on um, dang Twitter. TSL, um, not your average podcast in 716. I have a YouTube channel. I'm on the Build in Buffalo Network. I'm over there with a bunch of incredible guys. So go over there and check me out. I will follow you. Follow me back. We good. Awesome. Jay Spence. Hey, shout out to everybody over there built in Buffalo. They they took my homegirl, my sister in like family, and they already they, they treating her right. So shout Absolutely. out to everybody over there. Um, all I'm gonna say is really everybody, um, you know, going to this weekend again. Don't don't overreact. Don't don't think that the that the season's over. It's week one. Uh, the Patriots won Super Bowls when they lost week one. It's happened. There's been other teams that have won Super Bowls when they lost week one. I'm not saying that that we're absolutely like on the right path to do everything perfectly. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna have some moments during the season that you're gonna be annoyed. You're gonna be frustrated. You're gonna be down about the team. It happens. That's the whole point of sports. It's unpredictable. We play the game every week because. You never know what's gonna happen. If that was the case, we could just, you know, throw Buffalo in the Super Bowl now. If we, if it was, if it was said, you know, just, just, just be patient. Just be patient. Just be patient. And when you see something, say something. Awesome. <laughs> and where can they find you on Twitter? There, Jay Spence. Find me oh, at Jay Spence God. the King on Twitter. Y'all can find me on Instagram at Jay Spence the King. And uh, you know, y'all can find me at the police station ratting out my dude Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> Catching my, my name my name is joe miller i'm the co-host of the hump day hotline you can find me on twitter at joe miller oh wired and God. for t estelle for jay spencer king go bills go, go bills. bills go bills <laughs>